Good morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see everyone here this morning. Uh, if you're a visitor that is a first-time visitor with us this morning, we just want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, we do have visitors' cards in the pew. If you just want to take one and fill it out, you'll drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. And we would love just to get to know you a little bit better. A few announcements to share with you all this morning. Uh, money is due today for the Ladies Fall Conference at Caswell. Um, please see Stephanie Bridges with any questions that you might have about that, but just know that that money is due today for the Ladies Fall Conference at Caswell. There's a sign-up sheet in the atrium for the blood drive that is this Friday. Um, please take some time to sign up today before you leave. That will be this Friday. Next Sunday morning, we will select three deacons to serve um, for the next year. Please take a look at the list. It is provided in your bulletin, so you can take a look at that, the names that are in there, um, as we select three of those names uh, next Sunday. Please turn in your completed nominating committee forms um, into the atrium. There's a basket in there that you can just drop it in. Uh, they need those by July the 16th. Uh, but the sooner, the better. So if you have one of those forms and you haven't filled it out yet, please do so and just drop it in that basket in the atrium. Uh, there are also some vegetables in the atrium for anyone who would like some. Uh, there's some plastic bags for you to take some home. So I would just invite you to go take a look at the, in the atrium and see if there's anything that you could use at your house. Um, and then also a few prayer concerns to share this morning. Uh, we want to be praying for the family of Jamie Beauvais, who passed away very unexpectedly yesterday. Uh, we just want to be praying for their family. And then Mike West, who is a patient at CCH, we want to be praying for him as well. He's having some tests done uh, to kind of figure out what is going on, but we just want to be praying for him. And then, of course, our Kentucky mission team, um, David and Maureen Acock, Barbara Rosser and Luann Griffin, who are in Kentucky this week serving um, there. So please just be in prayer for them. And then um, most of our Deep Impact team made it back yesterday morning around 1130. Uh, we appreciate your prayers as we serve the people of Brunswick County this past week. Um, our theme was no, as you can see on our shirts here, um, and it's based off of Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 14, which says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself up for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Our youth were challenged as we talked about the many temptations that we all face on, daily, on a daily basis and how Christians, as Christians, we have to say no to those temptations. Um, we had youth and adults serving on seven, seven different teams, uh, boat ramps, children at the beach, volleyball, servant evangelism, world missions, crafts, sports, and the thrift store. And I've invited a few of our participants to share about their experiences this morning. Um, so we'll get Kendall, if you want to come up first. Let's 
So as y'all know, we went to Castleford Ethan Bay. This is my third time going there. It was so much fun and the worship is amazing. This year, I feel like we grew a lot closer as a youth group. And I know this sounds backwards, but at the beginning, we were all at each, other's, at each other's throats. But by the end, we're like best friends. The last night of Hatch, which is preaching, during the music, everyone was singing. And y'all know, these boys don't sing. So if y'all ever heard of Rock the Hatch, that's what we mean. After Hatch, we do our devotion, and then we have free time. Half the time, we would walk around and play music. And when I, when I say play music, I mean we would be listening to Johnny Cash and Hank Williams Jr. music, singing at the top of our lungs walking around campus. I was a part of World Mission Crafts with Cassidy Gross and about 10 others from other churches. We help kids do crafts, similar to what we do for here at VBS. Y'all think these kids don't understand, but one kid that recited the whole Easter story, and he was only in first grade, and it was like in detail. It was amazing. Going to Castle is good for us. Not only do we grow as individuals, but we grow as a youth group. I'm thankful to be a part of this youth group and for Flat Springs allowing us to go on this amazing mission, mission trip. I also want to thank Taylor and all the chaperones who gave their time to go with us. My prayer is that everyone, all the children in our church get to experience this at some point. I know, speaking for myself, that these camps, youth, being youth, will be memories we care for us, and I am blessed to be a part of it. Thank you. How y'all doing? Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm Dylan Smith. Uh, I was on volleyball team uh, five at Casel. Uh, so what volleyball teams do is uh, they had about six teams, I believe, and when they sent us all different beach locations and they teamed us up with a beach ministry team. And we go out there and the volleyball team would play volleyball, walk around and invite people to come and play. And the beach ministry teams, they'd uh, have little activities and crafts for uh, younger children to come and do. And we'd, each, uh, we'd all try and teach you know, a little bit about God and talk, have good conversations with people. And it was really a great experience. Uh, people on my team were me, Fed Walker, uh, Molly Walker, Bailey Hunter, and Jarrett Leslie. Um, and some of the guys from other teams, they, uh, they came and joined us one day when it was kind of raining at their location. It was really just a great experience, hanging out, talking to people on the beach, making new friends, even meeting some old ones. So, anyway, so that was my experience at Caswell. My name is Catherine, and uh, this week I went with 20 youth and seven chaperones and two and two cooks at Camp Caswell. I was a youth in training. I got to help Miss Ann and Mr. Jack, and I and go out on the beach to help our ch children's team, and and was a it was a lot of fun. Thank you for praying for us while we were gone. I, I want to make sure you heard her. Catherine was our youth in training this week. Um, so we were very happy to have her with us. And she did um, get to serve in very uh, different ways throughout the week. And we are grateful um, to have her and all the kids that went with us and all the chaperones. Thank you so much uh, for giving of your time this past week. And thank you, Flat Springs, for your prayers and encouragement and support. It meant a lot. Let's go to God in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to gather once again in your house of worship this morning, God. God, we thank you for the team getting back safely from Caswell, and we just want to lift up the team that is in Kentucky right now. God, we just pray for them as they serve you. Um, to all the many people that they meet, we just pray that um, they would be your mouthpiece this week, God. God, I want to lift up all the prayer concerns that we mentioned earlier as well. God, we know that you know each need and that you can meet those needs, God, and we're trusting you in that. God, I pray that you be with us now and you just help us to focus on worshiping you and you alone. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What a beautiful start to worship. Let's continue worshiping by turning to number 634 and sing the first and the fourth verses. Let's stand. gracious heavenly father we thank you so much for all the blessings that you give us and father as we have just celebrated the anniversary of the independence of this country this past week so we want to thank you for the freedom that we have to worship you openly and father we just ask that you be with your servants that are trying to spread your word and your love in places that is not free to do so we ask that you be with them, give them strength, give them courage, and bless them. And now, Father, we ask that you accept these offerings in these times. Use them to further your will on this earth and be with us. Lead us and guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs>
turn to number 361. We have come into his house. you guys good okay so I'm gonna read to you today from Luke chapter 10 verses 38 we're gonna start there okay and we're gonna listen really quick as Jesus and his disciples were on their way he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Okay, so this morning, I think we need to do a little bit of cleaning in here, okay? The floor, I just, I'm not sure. So I just want to kind of take a few minutes to vacuum. Like, do you think that's okay if I vacuum? Just real quick. Like this one little section just like right here is bothering me. No? Why? I can't vacuum? Why can't I vacuum? What about dust? Can I dust a little bit? Like maybe these speakers right here, they need a little work, you think? No? Why? Why can't I do that? Why can't I clean? Because what? Okay, because we want to listen to God and we don't clean while we're in his home. Okay, so Mr. Tim comes in here every week and he vacuums the floor and he straightens up the pews and he straightens up the papers up here and he does some dusting and all that good stuff. He takes really good care of this sanctuary for us. But right now, we're in the middle of worship, right? 
We're worshiping God. And so now is not the time to get the vacuum cleaner out and clean or dust, that kind of thing, because we're focusing on worshiping God. So in the story that Pastor Gary is going to be talking about this morning, Mary and Martha, Martha is frustrated because Mary is sitting at his feet and she's not, she's not helping her to get ready. She's so excited that Jesus has come into her house. And so she wants to sit and listen to him because she realizes the importance of him being there. But Martha is thinking, oh my goodness, like this is Jesus in my house. I've got to make sure everything is just right. I need to make sure I fix him something good to eat because this is Jesus, you know. But Mary had the right idea because she's sitting there at his feet and taking time to listen to Jesus and to talk with him and to spend time with him. And so when we come into this place to worship God, that is what we should be doing. We should be sitting still and taking time to worship him and not focusing on other things like cleaning or if there's crumbs on the floor and all that good stuff because it's just not the time, right? Okay, so that's what Pastor Gary is going to talk about today and you guys aren't going to vacuum during worship service, right? That's what we've learned. Okay. All right. Let's say a prayer together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for these kids that are here this morning. God, we thank you for the opportunity and the freedom that we have to worship you in your house. God, I just pray that you would help us to put away any distractions that may be taking our attention this morning so that we can focus on just worshiping you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hear this passage from Psalm 27. I have asked one thing from the Lord. This will I seek, to remain in the Lord's house all the days of my life in order to gaze at the Lord's beauty and to search for an answer in his temple. He guides me in his shelter when there is trouble. He keeps me hidden in his tent. He sets me high on a rock. Now my head will be raised above my enemies who surround me. I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy in his tent. I will sing and make music to praise the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Have pity on me and answer me. Good morning. I think I told Taylor wrong. One correction I want to make is Mike is at Moore Regional Hospital, not at CCH. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, boundaries are our friend. And sometimes, Lord, the difference between being your best servant and being less than that is where we set a boundary. So help us today, oh God, to understand the call to be your people. Give us some of Mary and some of Martha. In Jesus' name we pray.
upon me as I struggle along and I see I have nothing but I Thank you, Lynette. And thank the Lord for his blessings on us. We've already read our scripture, or Taylor read our scripture this morning. And uh, to get to this table, I want to go ahead and just ask you to have your Bibles open to Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter, that little story in 38 through 42. And I want to ask us a question this morning. What's the most important thing, worshiping or serving? Where I know people who serve well but don't worship, and people who worship well, or at least it seems that way, and don't serve. And so there's no doubt that in this situation, in this moment, Martha had her priorities in the wrong place. But the church would not exist without Martha's. I'm just going to tell you that. 
homes would not exist without Martha's, without those folks who make sure. And so today I want to offer a suggestion. What we need are M&Ms. You're already ahead of me, aren't you? We need Martha's and Mary's in our life. We need to have that balance of what it's all about. For a moment or two, I want us to think about boundaries. And I want to think about family boundaries. And that family I want to define two ways today as the church family and also as individual families, as, as your family, your, your household. A company once received a, a, pass, a package they weren't expecting. And on the outside it said, danger. And a label underneath that said, do not touch. Well, when that arrived on the, uh, in the shipyard, people kind of gave it a wide berth. They began to call, and no one really understood what it was about or why they were there. And so management decided to call the bomb squad. And so the bomb squad came and very carefully opened the package in which they found 25 signs. It read, danger, do not touch. Boundaries. They're there, aren't they? They're all around us. In our society today, I, I read a good illustration where we are trying to tear down the sexual boundaries of our, our world. And someone, I thought, made a good illustration of boundaries. They said that a fire, and we associate passion with fire, don't we? They said a fire is good when it's controlled, when it's in the right place, when there are boundaries around it. But how many of us would want to go to an uncontrollable fire, to a fire that's out of control? For when the boundaries are destroyed, the fire becomes dangerous. So with that in mind, what boundaries do we have around our faith, you and I? The faith that we have as individuals, as a church, and as a family. We worship in our sanctuary every week. And every Monday, with very few exceptions, Tim Clark shows up as... Taylor Illustrated, and he runs the vacuum. And he, he dusts this area. But the right time, the right time to do that is so important. People ask, can't we just worship everywhere we go? I, in fact, I had that question asked to me just two weeks ago at the golf course. I, I had someone come up and say, well, can't we just worship while we're playing golf on Sundays? And I wish. In fact, I, I see this guy regularly, and I may still get this answer in. Okay, I like this answer that I think the Lord has given me. I think that what I should have said and what I may still say to him is, well, you know, you can play golf anywhere, can't you? 
I mean, all you need is a stick and a pine cone. Now, this guy plays golf like he really plays golf. And all you got to do is go out in the field somewhere and dig a hole and take your stick and take your pine cone and holler four when you hit it. You can play golf anywhere, can't you? But he would argue, no, you've got to be on a golf course to really play like it really needs to be played. You really need to have the right equipment. You can't use a stick. You've got to have clubs. You can't use a pine cone. You've got to have a ball. You can't go dig a hole. You've got to have a green. Can we worship anywhere? Yeah, we should. But the writer of Hebrews was right. We should never forsake the assembling of ourselves together. You see, one boundary we need in life is the time to come and be with the Lord. It's interesting to me that in this story, we almost see Martha missing it. Martha has the Lord in her house. Jesus is there. And, and I love what it says in verse 40. And Martha was distracted, was distracted with much serving. What distracts us? I saw a wasp flying around here a minute ago, didn't I? That'll distract you, Amen. Of course, I kind of like it. It keeps you awake, too. So it, it, it works both ways. What distracts you? Sometimes our schedule can distract us. Sometimes we'll make different priorities. Yeah, I'm certainly talking about church, but I think sometimes we need to make sure we are not distracted with life that we neglect our family. I remember ministers years ago telling me that periodically you ought to put on your calendar an hour or two and sometimes a day or two. And if anybody calls and says, what's happening on that day? You tell them that your day is already scheduled and you spend that day with your family. I wonder if we do that. It's easy to become distracted. In fact, the greatest desire when you're trying to sell as much as you can in an economy that we have in America, you don't want there to be idle hours. Have you noticed where there's advertisements everywhere? They don't want us to go anywhere at any time without seeing a product of something. And it's easy to become distracted. You see, she was busy but she wasn't doing the best. It's knowing the right time. It's, it's like understanding when we're supposed to vacuum and, and when we're not. In our own homes, are we spending enough time with God's Word? Are we spending enough time? Is the only time we move the Bible is when we're cleaning around it? It's easy to become distracted, isn't it? We've got to apply those truths to every part of our walk. Well, if there's a danger of being too busy and not seeing Christ at home, there's, there's that second one of the devotion versus the distraction. And I call that the right amount, knowing the right amount. 
What's the right amount? Jesus was coming over for a personal time of sharing. And I want you to see what Mary did. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. That's not very exciting, is it? It doesn't sound very glamorous. I can just see Martha in the kitchen. Now granted, we're looking at a house like we have in America, and that wasn't like the house they had back then, just saying. But let's, let's bring her to our house, okay? Let's put her in her apron. Let's put her in the kitchen. And as she was scrubbing those pots, she began to think, where's Mary? Where's Mary? And then she had that thought. Have y'all ever had this thought? Well, maybe if I just bang the dishes a little louder. I hear you. I see you have had that thought. Maybe if I just make a little more noise in the kitchen, they'll recognize, she'll recognize I'm in here working. And she's in there. What did Martha think Mary was doing? Loafing. That wasn't what, that wasn't what she was doing. Was that what she was doing? What, what did, she sat at Jesus at the Lord's feet and she listened to his teaching. They both were devoted, but to the, a different thing. Jesus was coming for a personal time. When's the last time you met Jesus personally? The, the option to immerse yourself in Jesus is one, or we can immerse ourselves in getting ready for Jesus. Church, listen to this. Listen to this, church. We can immerse ourselves into getting ready for Jesus that we don't encounter Christ in the house. I believe Jesus has a word today for these young people who've spent a week away and now you're back and pulling it all together and hearing this verse of Scripture and asking yourself, what am I going to do with Jesus now? How am I going to move forward in that relationship? Is it all about going to Caswell and, and saying, I, can, I had a great time and Caswell's fun? I heard you had some real good uh, slushies there for a while. I heard that story. Great memories. Great memories that you'll remember forever. But is that what it's about? We just did the 410 project, and I am so blessed by your strong effort to do all that you did. But we still have that so what question. What now? How do we encounter Christ today? How do we sit at his feet today? And do we get so caught up in making sure we're doing all the things that do church that we don't see Jesus? And we don't encounter him. Getting ready is important. It is quoted of Abe Lincoln, who, who was a lumberman before he got into politics, who was told then when they chopped down trees, big trees, with an axe. And he said, if I was given six hours to chop down a big tree, I'd spend four hours sharpening the axe. 
Why? Because a sharp axe cuts so much better. You can cut so much more with a sharp axe than you can a dull axe. We need to be sharp, you and I. We need to make sure we're doing those things that, that put that edge, God's edge, the Holy Spirit's edge upon our life. And that takes preparation. We need to do things decently in order. But right now, if all we're thinking about is our committee work or, or what we're going to do with this part of the building or what we're going to do in this way, and we fail to recognize that Jesus is inviting us to hear from him to encounter him, to be reminded that he loved us so much that he gave himself up on Calvary's tree, that he's provided eternity for us, that he's, pro he's promised us that no matter what happens to this body, spiritually we're fine, eternally we're fine. We need to ex experience that. And then I'm coming to the house. What about the distractions in our homes. What are we devoted to in our homes? You see, the boundaries of our time, the boundaries of our money, the boundary of our energy, the boundary of what, is, what we are devoted to, that's what will move the needle in our house. Dads, let me speak to you for just a moment. Husbands, men, would you like to move the needle at your house spiritually? Would you like to be the leader that God calls you to be as the head of your, the household and the one who, you know, uh, you know we were talking uh, most of the time when, and, and this, this illustration may backfire on me, but I'm going to try. Most of the time if a lady sees a snake, she's going to holler, you know, for you. And, and you may holler, where it may backfire, you may holler if you see one. I don't know, guys, but let's just say you wouldn't. Who responds when the family hollers spiritually? Do you want to move the needle? Make sure you don't become distracted with making a living. Don't become distracted with running the rat race. Who wants to run with rats anyway? Don't be distracted by all the things that would call for your attention would demand your attention. Don't let that happen. Ladies, do you want to move the needle in your world? Do you want to move the needle to make sure you're not distracted and make sure the devotion is in the right place? Jesus said it this way. He said, you can't you can't serve two masters. You just can't do it. You're not hardwired correctly to be able to do it. You just can't. It's, it's not in your DNA. You just can't do it. That's what Jesus said. No man can serve two masters. Why? He'll either love one and hate the other. There'll be resentment. There'll be resentment. Oh, I guess I got to go do this. Doesn't sound like a joyful spirit, does it? Loving the Lord with all our heart, mind, and soul. Letting him be our master. When we are devoted to him, when we love him, then we want to serve him.
He doesn't have to clean the, clean the, the dishes in the sink to know he needs our attention. Finally this morning, are we welcoming or are we worshiping? Martha welcomed the Lord into her house. She, she welcomed him. But you know what she didn't do? She never one time worshipped him. Not once. Why didn't she worship him? Jesus was in the house. <laughs> Jesus was in her house. Martha welcomed him in verse 38 into her house. Verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Look, I want you to look at verse 40. What happened to her worship? But Martha was distracted with much serving. And when she finally goes to Jesus, oh, she's going to come, she's going to talk to Jesus. <laughs> she's got a word for Jesus. Jesus, fix my sister. <laughs> Jesus, fix my broken sister. Today, I love the old Negro spiritual. Just a moment, we're going to come to this holy table. And that spiritual says truthfully, it ain't my brother nor my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Standing in the need of prayer. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me that needs to understand and no, beyond any shadow of a doubt. You see, Martha was, was right there, and Jesus was in the house, and she had welcomed him. She had done everything right, except she didn't listen. The dishes were too loud. Her job was too loud. Her agenda was too loud. Her schedule was too loud. Her plans were too loud. And Jesus was in her house. And she became distracted. What's Jesus saying to us right now? Moms, dads, sons, daughters, husbands, wives, to each of us individually, what's Jesus saying right now? More than likely, most of us have one M or the other. Maybe we're all about serving, but not so much about worshiping. Maybe we're all about worshiping and not too much about serving. But I want us to understand. That the call is to encounter Christ. I think the story goes on that Mary and Martha and Lazarus. You remember Brother Lazarus? He gets a pass in this story. But the last week of 
Jesus' life. That's headquarters. Jesus visited that house often. They were part of his team. You and I, we're, we're part of his team. So just before we come to the Lord's table today, team, what are we busy about? Are we devoted? Or would right now the Holy Spirit say to us, there's some distraction? And it's interfering. It's interfering with your personal walk. It's interfering in your home. It's interfering in the church. It's interfering in the, in the overall mission of the church. And it brings me to that last question. Are we welcoming or are we worshiping? Boundaries. Where do you need to set them? First question, do you want to move the needle? Do you want to move the needle? Do you want to be more Christ-like? Do you want to have more of Jesus in your daily walk? Do you want to love the Lord more? Do you want to move the needle? Secondly, what are the boundaries you need to set in order to do that? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, in just a moment our choir is going to sing a meditation of what this table is about. And we're going to open the altar, Lord. We're going to open it to anyone who needs to come forward to come. But Lord, we're going to, we're going to make the whole church an altar. <laughs> we're going to make the, every pew a holy spot. And by doing that, we're going to invite each of us to ask ourselves, are we distracted rather than devoted? Do we just welcome Jesus verbally, but we don't worship him spiritually? Are we just busy? Or are we always seeking the better way? You know the need of every heart. You know every decision, Lord, every decision that right now, if we would make it with you, it would move the needle. It would make a difference. It would begin a change. It would begin a process in our home, in our individual lives, and ultimately, Lord, in our church that would make us a better batch of M&Ms for you. God, you receive each decision that's made as we offer them in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Our hymn of decision, uh, nope, our choir's going to sing. And as they do, I'm going to stand right down here at the edge. If you need to come publicly, I would invite you to do that. But do take just a moment. Before we come to the Lord's table, I often say, that before we eat at a meal, we wash our hands. <coughs> Take this moment of meditation to spiritually wash your hands before you come to the Lord's table.
we now come to share from our Lord's table. And we would invite all baptized believers, whether you're a member of our congregation or not, to join us at our Lord's table as we share from this Holy Communion. It is indeed a night when our Lord was sharing Passover, that meal when literally God saved his people from the death angel. In a time when, as we will hold in our hands just a moment, a piece of bread and a cup, and we are reminded that that broken body and that shed blood is our salvation to live eternally through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Tom. We now come to observe the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, given to us to celebrate in memory of his broken body and his shed blood. It is said that on the night that he was betrayed at the conclusion of the feast of the Passover, which he and his disciples were celebrating, he took bread, and having blessed it, he broke it, and he gave to his disciples, and he said, This is my body which is given for you. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, for one to die for another, to die heroically, to die in my place is a gift I hardly can comprehend but Lord I am so thankful so as we hold this bread in our hands may we worship you in Jesus name we pray
this is the bread which came down out of heaven. Not as the fathers ate and then died. He that eateth this bread shall live forever. And on that same night, our Lord took the cup and he gave it to his disciples and he said this is my blood I spill it out for you would you pray with me Heavenly Father Greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. Heavenly Father, what can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.
and according to the law, I may almost say that all things are cleansed by the shedding of blood. And apart from the shedding of blood, there is no remission. There is no forgiveness. But if we, have, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all our sins. Stand with me. In just a moment, I'm going to invite you to join hands with the person next to you. I'll invite the deacons to come and join me and stand facing the congregation. And uh, we'll, we'll unite hands as well. And after the Lord had instituted the first Lord's Supper, said they sang a hymn, and they went out as we were about to do. They went to a garden called Gethsemane where there Jesus would pray for the cup to pass away from him if it was possible, but not his will. The Father's will be done. They would come to Jesus in that garden and they would arrest him. They would carry him before the Sanhedrin, then before Pontius Pilate, then before Herod, then back to Pontius Pilate. And there at the will of the people, Pontius Pilate would condemn Jesus to die for the crime of high treason against Rome. They led him and two others out of the city of Jerusalem up to a place called Golgotha, the place of skulls, Calvary. And there they would nail him to the cross and hang him until he died. They would take his body from that cross and place it in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea and that was Friday the first day and Saturday the second day and then on Sunday hallelujah that first Easter Sunday the women went to prepare the body and when they got to the tomb, they found the stone had been rolled away. And an angel was on the stone and asked this question, Why seek the living among the dead? Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. And that is the message that now that we have partaken of his broken body, and his shed blood that we go out to proclaim. Blessed be the name of the Lord. As we leave this place, may we do so in his peace and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be his telling people.
in the midst of all his people. Let us close this service by singing, Blessed be the tie that binds. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian God bless.